leadership has always been challenging, but today the pressures and unrelenting changes are greater than ever before. Leaders must manage an increasingly complex work environment made up of both remote and hybrid teams. To add to that, many team members are facing economic health and family care demands. So leaders have to be even more flexible and creative in order to be effective. We know that energized and engaged people and teams are the lifeblood of every organization. I'm Leanne Rogers, host of Leading Better Teams, and I arm leaders with everything you need to build happy and high-performing teams, all served up with empathy, humor, and a dash of Southern charm. Join me each month as I share the most effective and actionable insights, models, tips, and tools to help you lead better teams. Let's get started. How certain are you that your team is fully aligned around your goals, your roles, and your methods? Would it surprise you to know that based off results from the Better Teams assessment, almost all teams have at least one area where the team is not fully aligned? It's true. This is Leanne Rogers. Welcome to the Leading Better Teams podcast. Today, we are focusing on the three critical areas that strong leaders align their teams around to ensure they are both happy and high performing. When you think of the word alignment, you might think of the wheels in your car. Did you know that AAA Auto Service reports it only takes an eighth of an inch of misalignment to drag the front tires sideways, the equivalent of 28 feet for every mile traveled? That means if your front tires are only misaligned by an eighth of an inch, in just four miles, you'll be 112 feet off course. That could be a catastrophe. When our teams are not aligned around the work or how we work together, they can also go off course. In a misaligned team, conflicts are reported higher at higher rates, there's work efficiency drops, and there's more time wasted. Bottom line, being out of alignment reduces our engagement and retention, as well as how productive and efficient the team is. So we do not want to get out of alignment. Even the best leaders who understand the importance of aligning their teams and make efforts to align them run into a couple of challenges. First of all, things change. Is that the truth or what? People come and go, right? Goals change. Demands on the team evolve. Team members' needs and expectations evolve. Let's face it. We live in a state of ongoing change, which means that even though we were aligned yesterday, it doesn't mean we're aligned today. Another challenge in maintaining team alignment is that people interpret and unintentionally change the meaning of messages. So you may have very clearly stated the team goals, but once the message gets passed along through a few other people, your original idea may get changed unintentionally. It's like the old game of telephone. People line up and pass the message, and the more the message gets passed, the more the message gets changed. It's just the way we work, because we all interpret and hear things and add a little to it, and unintentionally, we change messages. Just like cleaning your house, stocking your kitchen pantry, or aligning your car tires, aligning your team is not something you do just once. You don't just check the box and consider it done. Oh, if it were that easy, especially for me about cleaning my house. But I don't want the process of aligning teams to sound like a chore because it's actually quite the opposite. It can be liberating and unifying. And when it's done well, the process of aligning itself is engaging and exciting. Time-consuming, yes, but great return on investment when it's done well. 
Let's look at sales team no longer aligned. Pre-pandemic, this team was best in class. The leader was a trailblazer, and she guided her team of nine through regular alignment sessions around their goals, their roles, and their methods. When there was any confusion, the team would get together, they would recognize this, ask each other questions, and work through it. Sometimes they had heated debates, but in the end, they walked out clear on their why, their what, and their how of their team's work. Enter 2020. The pandemic and subsequent social distancing turned their business upside down. As sales dropped, there seemed to be no end in sight, and the organization really struggled. The sales team was used to traveling and meeting with their clients face-to-face, speaking at conferences, and getting involved with their clients at their work sites. But with sales declining and traveling stopped, all the normal ways of working were no longer options. This leader, she, she worked so hard, she pivoted her team multiple times, but no matter what they tried, sales for the entire year were drying up. The leader was forced to make some difficult staff cuts. It was a hard time for her and the team. The team that used to have a lot of moxie and excitement began to feel defeated and fearful around their own job security, and some left the company for more secure roles in other organizations. Does this sound familiar to you? About six months later, the leader realized that her organization needed to completely realign and rethink how they did business if they were going to survive. She worked across her organization to rethink and modify their existing services. She gathered her team and started with their mission and then the big team goals, and they rethought their approach to sales given the existing barriers that they were facing. At first, they were stuck in their old ways of thinking, but eventually they began to innovate and find their hope and excitement again. They also re-examined their roles and how they could each play to their strengths with this new team with new team goals. Finally, they redesigned their method for how they would work together, how they would sell, and how they would learn quickly through the process and communicate with each other as they did it. It didn't take long for this team to be re-energized and realigned, at least for the time being. So what is alignment? Well, it can be defined as a position of agreements or alliance. I like to say it's like being synced up. It's being in sync together. From a team perspective, it means that everyone on the team is on the same page about the work and how the team is going to work together. In the Better Teams model, alignment is one of the five critical areas for a high-performing team. And it's comprised of three things. One, you've got to be aligned around the goals and the mission. This is the big picture of the team. This is the strategy, the, what you're shooting for, what you're trying to reach. You've also got to be aligned around roles and responsibilities. Everyone on the team needs to be clear on who is doing what, who is making decisions and when, and who's accountable for, for which things. And then the other area of alignment is around methods and processes. This is the how the work gets done. This is the how we agree to work together, to communicate together, and to get the things done in order to reach our goals. So all three areas of alignment are really important. Who needs to align? Well, it's kind of like an onion. There are many layers. It starts, I think, with the leadership team. The leadership team must be aligned around the the goals and the mission and the roles and the methods. And then the team as a whole obviously needs to be aligned. But then you can break a team down often into subsets of teams because on any team, there might be groups of people who work on certain projects or on certain roles, and they also need to be aligned together. And even down to an individual level, sometimes two people need to be aligned on how they will work or support each other. So there's lots of levels of who needs to be aligned with whom. 
let's break down a little bit more around what a team needs to be aligned around. I mentioned its mission and goals and roles and responsibilities and then methods and processes, but let's break that down a little bit more. So starting with missions and goals, the mission and goal of the team is the big picture, right? It's the North Star. It's like this is the direction that we're all headed in together. And missions and visions are often one sentence that describes what you seek to accomplish, for whom, and how. So let let me give you a couple of examples with some really commonly known businesses. I think you'll recognize these. The first one is LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's mission statement is to connect the world's professionals to make them more productive and successful. And how about Amazon? Amazon's mission of what they want to do, who it's for, and how Listen for all of those elements here. Amazon says they want to be the Earth's most customer-centric company, where customers can find and discover anything they might want to buy online and endeavors to offer its customers the lowest possible prices. So having a mission, that big guiding overall principle of what we are, who we are, who we are serving, and how we are doing it at a very high level, that North Star is a guide for the team. And that guides what our goals will be. So our goals are those measurable achievements, right? It's our destination of where we want to be, and we want to do it in a measurable way so we can be sure that we actually accomplished those goals. A sales team goal might sound like this, increased year-over-year revenues by 10%. An HR, human resources department goal, might be different. It might be to better retain our existing talent. We will increase our current annual retention rate of 57% to 67% by 2023. So teams need to figure out and be clear and aligned around what is their mission, what are those team goals, and it's really important that the the team mission and goals support the organization mission and goals. There needs to be an alignment there as well. And then if we come back a step, individuals on the team also should have their own goals for the year, and those goals need to support and align with those team goals. So individual goals support the team goals, the team goals support the organizational goals. And that alignment at all three levels is really important. It's time for the Better Teams Trivia. According to AAA Auto Services, how often should you align your car tires? AAA Auto recommends you get your car tires aligned every 12,000 miles for safety, efficiency, and savings over time. And just like our cars, our teams also need to be realigned regularly. What I usually see is that teams align on their mission and goals at their annual offsite. So once a year, they all get together and they talk about their mission and their goals and what they're going to do. And then they get back to the day-to-day and they often over time begin to lose sight of this. They get caught up in the day-to-day and miss out on that big picture. Wise leaders realize it's important to regularly check in about goals of the team and individuals to be sure that everyone is still aligned and focused. This is especially true as things shift and change. Depending on how much change your team is experiencing, consider checking in on goals monthly or quarterly. It's always better to err on the side of too often. Because just like driving a car whose tires are off one-eighth of an inch, the sooner you realize that there's a lack of alignment in any of those areas and you course correct it, the less off your team is going to go off course. So aligning is a very proactive approach to make sure that we're all in sync. 
And the first thing we want to be sure we're all aligned around is our mission and goals. The second thing we want to be aligned around is roles and responsibilities. And so we think about a role as being one's position on the team. Someone may have more than one role, uh, and then each role has certain tasks and responsibilities and duties underneath it. So for example, let's imagine you're going to your local tire shop to get your tires aligned, and Jim works at the front desk, and his role is the front desk clerk, and he's responsible for things like welcoming the customers, getting their information into the system, taking payments. Those are the types of things that he's responsible for. Lack of alignment around roles and responsibilities is a really common cause of conflict on teams. I see this all the time. It happens when someone feels like another team member is overstepping into their responsibilities, or it can also look like frustration that another team member is not doing something that you think they should. You know, I thought you were responsible for that. And they're looking at you saying, well, I thought you were responsible for that. And then no one's doing it. So people are overstepping or understepping, if you will, and not getting things done. I think there's two things we should consider when it comes to roles, and that's role awareness and role agreement. So role awareness is the understanding that all team members have about the roles of themselves and the others. It's awareness that we all know who's doing what. So teams where everyone is working independently and who do not connect regularly often have little, if any, idea about what their teammates do. They unintentionally step on each other's turf or may not pass information on that would be valuable to the others. One team I worked with realized they were all so busy working hard to meet their goals that they had little understanding of what the others were doing on the team. And one day, two team members showed up to a large meeting with stakeholders and senior leaders that were present, and they had no idea that their team member was going to be at that meeting, too. They had both prepared a presentation about the same thing. But each of them had presented it from a different angle, and it became really obvious to everyone at the meeting that they didn't know they were going to be there together, and they hadn't communicated or collaborated about their presentations. And these two team members, who were really go-getters, were really embarrassed by this. It was an embarrassing moment that they obviously weren't connected to their team about this. It was one example for this team when they realized we've got to have a better understanding of what everyone else is doing, as well as where our roles might overlap so we can be efficient and be united and and be more effective in our work. Role agreement is also important. So we need to be aware of what people are doing, but we also have to agree about that. Because if we don't have agreement, well, we're going to have some conflict. So if one person believes their role includes being the social media manager for their team, but another person believes everyone on the team should be posting social media for the team because we all have different ideas and we want lots of voices, well, there's a disagreement about the roles. Can you see how this would create conflict? And this happens all the time. So not only do we need to be aware of roles, but we need to make sure that we're all in agreement about them. As teams work to align around roles and responsibilities, a helpful tool you can use is called the RACI matrix. And it's spelled all capitals, capital R, capital A, capital C, capital I. And what it is, is it's a tool to help you think through roles and responsibilities. And for every responsibility, who is the R stands for responsible, who is going to be doing the work, and there might be more than one person. Who is accountable for the work? There's only one person here, but who's the one who's ultimately accountable or making decision about this particular task? 
Who is, needs to be consulted about it? So who do you need to ask or get input from? And who just needs to be informed? Who just needs to know what ultimately happened and that a decision was made and what's happening? So recently, I was facilitating a team session for a leadership team of four, two of which were new to the team. And they were designing, building, and running four really large, complex training programs for the organization that they worked for. We went through the RACI model using Mural, which is an online collaboration tool because this was a virtual meeting. And the team found that going through each task and then deciding who should be responsible, who should be accountable, consulted, and informed for each one was both interesting and useful to them. We quickly discovered that the new team members, before they could actually decide who should be responsible and accountable, et cetera, they really needed a better understanding of each of the job tasks. They were so new, they still were figuring that out. So we had a really healthy conversation there around those tasks and then who should do what. We thought we could get through a lot more than we did, but it took us about two hours just to get through one program. And But at the end of that, The two new players, the two new team members, both shared that they had a much clearer understanding of the program and their roles. And that visual nature of the RACI model using Mural was particularly helpful and gave them something to refer back to. So everyone agreed it was time well spent and we just needed to spend more time on those other programs as well. Interestingly, a week later, the leadership team shared that RACI matrix with the extended team, which was four additional people. And after walking through it with them and gathering their input, they still made adjustments again. So it just illustrates the value of having multiple eyes and brains collaborating to get results that everyone understood and, and feels good with. Going through the process of aligning on roles and responsibilities can take time, but it saves time in the long run. And it prevents frustration confusion, and conflict that occur when team members are not on the same page. We've talked about aligning around goals and mission, around roles and responsibilities, and now let's talk about methods, because this is the other critical area that teams need to be aligned on, and when they're not, there's a lot of conflict and frustration. So methods or processes is how we do things, and it can include many different things, and I'm going to focus on two today. One is job procedures and the other is team norms. So the first thing we need to be aligned around with job procedures is how are we going to do the work? What are our steps or processes for doing whatever type of work that we do? And this is where having documentation is really important. If someone leaves the team or has to step out for a medical reason, other people on the team can step in and take over from where, from where they left off. Documenting procedures is also really useful in training or cross-training new employees that are coming in. So there's a lot of value in having procedures and then documenting those procedures. And the other thing you want to be sure you're really aligned on in methods is your team norms or your ways of working. This is how do we expect to work together. What do I expect of the team? What does the team expect of me? Actually having a conversation to work through this because we all come in with different mindsets and expectations around what a healthy team is. So with team norms, we wanna include things like communication. How will we communicate? When and where will we communicate? And what are the rules of engagement while we are communicating? How will we manage conflict? What are the team expectations around managing conflict? What about meetings? When and how will we have meetings? How will they be structured? Mark Smith, a colleague of mine who wrote the book, The Distinctive Leader, has an excellent exercise in his book called The Best Teams Exercise. 
What he does when he goes to meet with teams, and I've done this too, it's a really great exercise, is you have everyone get together and ask the team to think of a best team. Think of a best team, one of the ones you've worked on in the past at any point in your life, and tell one story about it, and then capture the keywords to describe that team. So I might think back and say, well, one of my best teams was a conference team. We were planning a big, large conference for a nonprofit organization. And why I think this team was one of my best teams was we were all like driven by the mission. We were all excited about it. Everyone contributed. Everyone was willing to help and support other people as needed. And so from that, we might draw out, you know, mission driven and then everyone contributing being kind of a value that's important to me on a team. After everyone shares their best team stories, then you go around and you ask everyone, think of the worst team you've ever been on and tell us a story about it. And there you also are capturing keywords and descriptions. So I might tell you about a time when I was on a team where everyone, including the leader, would talk poorly about the other people on the team and um, even their managers and the managers talked about the employees. It was just everybody was constantly gossiping and complaining about everyone on the team. And I would always wonder, like, what, what are people saying about me when I'm not around? So, you know, for me, the worst team there, there was like lack of trust, lack of communication. People weren't uh, candid and giving each other feedback. Those would be kind of examples of keywords that we might capture around that. And so as you ask these teams to think about their best and their worst teams, and you start to collect words to describe best and worst teams, it leads into a great way to get the team deciding what are the norms, what are the behaviors that we want our team to have. And it becomes crystal clear what they are because they're almost right there on the chart in front of you. Or if you're on a screen and you're uh, working virtually, they're right there on the screen in front of you. And so some examples of team norms that might emerge are we look out for each other and we offer support, or we give and receive feedback respectfully and with good intentions. And so the team collaboratively works together to decide what are the team norms that we want to have. I'll link to that blog. I wrote a blog about that exercise. I'll link to that in the show notes and also to Mark's book, The Distinctive Leader, if you're interested in doing that exercise with your team. Alignment is critical for the health of your team. Just like our cars, teams need to be regularly checking in to see, are we on the same page? And the better team's model, alignment is one of the five core areas of the high-performing team. Remember, teams need to be aligned on three key things, their mission and their goals, their roles and responsibility, and their methods and procedures. Are you ready for the better team's challenge? I challenge you to identify where your team is the least aligned. Is it around goals and mission, roles and responsibilities, or methods? And then to set up a meeting to address this with your team. If you're not sure how to design or facilitate this meeting, check with your human resources department or call Better Teams. We have lots of facilitators who can help you. We can connect you with a certified facilitator who'd be happy to help you design and or facilitate an alignment workshop virtually or in person. I hope you have some new perspectives and ideas about your team's alignment. If you found this podcast useful, please rate it with five stars and tell other leaders about it too. I count on referrals to spread the word so I can continue to provide team and leadership resources for you. And be sure to follow the Leading Better Teams podcast so you'll get all my future podcasts too. Here's to team alignment. you for taking the time to listen in. As leaders, it's important that we all keep learning. 
Visit www.better-teams.com to learn more about the Better Teams model and how you can assess your team. I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on LinkedIn or through my website and join Forward, my online community, where you can share, learn, and network with me and other leaders from around the globe. If you want more pragmatic ideas and tips to lead better teams, please subscribe and share this podcast with your colleagues. Thank you and have a great day.